You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. The content of this radio show is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Welcome to One Soul Radio, an interactive conscious conversation grounded in psychology and inspired by spirit with Steve Hassenberg and Kelly Alpert. Welcome everyone to One Soul Radio here on Unity Online Radio. This is the show for you and by you, a virtual community creating conscious conversation and the opportunity to have a place to delve a little deeper into life in a way that you might not do on your own. We are the show that is grounded in psychology and inspired by spirit, and we hope to offer you a perspective from both worlds at the very same time in a way that you're not apt to find anywhere else. At least that's the word on the street. (laughs) So... (laughs) Uh, my name is Callie Alpert. I'm here in the Central Hudson Valley in New York here with my dear friend and co-host, Steve Hassenberg. Hello, Callie. Hello, my dear. I'm very feeling very grateful today. <laughs> I'm so glad. I am. Um, I, ho- I know. You're, well, you're, you're good at that. You're, you're good at tapping into that energy. I might need some of it to rub off on me today. I'm, I'll he- I'm here representing the cranky people, and you can represent the grateful people. How's that? Okay. Sounds like a deal. <laughs> so uh, who? This the question becomes today, are you naturally grateful? Is that the kind of person you are, or is it tough to find things to feel grateful and thankful for? Do you want to be able to express gratitude more easily? Do you want to be able to receive it more easily as well? Well, that's what you will get by joining us today. You're going to hear our stories about our relationship and lack thereof with the concept of gratitude. You will learn a very cool heart meditation that Steve's going to take us through that you can take with you anywhere. You will learn some distinctions around the idea of thinking gratitude versus feeling it. And then we will offer you some action steps to help you harness the gratitude to find greater joy and healing. So today, our show, Practicing Gratitude as Good Medicine. We welcome you to call us, to call, um, call in, share your thoughts, your stories, get some free advice from Sensei here, and I can chime in where I can be helpful. The number is 816-251-3555. So let's start by talking about what gratitude is, which might seem like a really rudimentary kind of silly question because everybody knows what thank you means or what it means to feel grateful here and there. But let's talk about the concept of gratitude. What would you like to say about that to start? What I'd like to say about it is something that uh, this is a word that we started using about 25 years ago. Mm. In fact, when we were brainstorming about the topic for today, we thought, well, when did we start using the word gratitude? Right. And I said, for most of my life, I was not in a state of gratitude. Where was I? I was in a lot of states, which I'd rather not discuss on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) And so in looking up gratitude, we found a few interesting things Mm -hmm. um, that I, I knew about from psychology studies. And that is, it began with a guy by the name of Abe Maslow. Abe, and I like how you call him Abe for short. He's like a, a an old friend of mine. <laughs> and the books, just for the record, the reason I joke is because uh, I guess psychology books and history books might refer to him as Abraham Maslow, right? Abraham, yes. Okay. Abraham, Abrahamic, very biblical. So Abe Maslow was the father of the, you could say, the human potential movement. Mm. And what happened in psychology for the longest time was Western psychology studied what was wrong with people, what was abnormal. And Abe came around, Abe, and Abe said, um, why don't we begin to study what's positive? Why don't we begin to find out what it is that makes people uh, meet their full potential? Mm-hmm. And isn't so, it wild, sorry to interrupt you, but isn't it wild yeah. that that was a concept 
that that was like an- antithetical to human reflexive behavior. I find that really interesting. That the idea of positivity yeah. was. And um, after Abe Maslow came uh, Martin Seligman, and Martin created positive psychology. And uh, what we found was that gratitude was coined by Martin. In he didn't coin the word; he coined the idea of using gratitude as a way of uplifting yourself and increasing self-esteem and honoring life. Mm. What a concept! Yeah, right. You know, it's I. Uh, I also in dig- digging back into the memory banks was always, again, taught like the word thank you, you two words thank you, and to have good manners and to recognize when something is given to me to to have a sense of appreciation and humility around it. But that was the extent of it. Uh, I never really knew the word gratitude growing up. Um, It just wasn't part of the vernacular. And for me, it really wasn't until... Um, probably Oprah's heyday in the, I guess, you know, 80s, 90s, when she often talked about a gratitude journal and the idea of having, you know, a notebook where you wrote down every day things that you were grateful for. And she told a, um, a story once about when she was in the heat of her um, anti-meat lawsuit, I think it was, this whole big corporate lawsuit that went down many, you know, a few decades ago. And she was in a real state of despair and perhaps other things were going on. I don't remember all the details. And she called her beloved chosen mother and teacher, Maya Angelou, within her despair, crying in the bathroom floor or whatever it may have been. And Maya just said, I want you to stop right now and take a breath and just say thank you. And there was so much beauty to that. The idea of, I didn't even understand it at the time, but now I'm a little bit more space between, you know, hearing that story for the first time and my personal evolution or, or attempt at, um, that the idea of just creating some space and taking a moment to redirect is really, really powerful. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting for uh, that gratitude is not something that a lot of us were taught maybe more, I think it's probably more common now with people raising kids, perhaps. Well, it's very common now because we have two kids and they're both millennials mm. and they're, they have um, a pl- plethora of gratitude journals. Mm-hmm. And so they're always working with gratitude. This is what I love about the millennials. I'm sure not all of them are like this, but I can Well, there's the good for... millennials and the bad millennials. Yeah, that's the <laughs> I can speak about my kids and my clients because I have a lot of millennial clients and they're very, very interested in honoring themselves that way Mm -hmm. and honoring other people much more so than we were. So if you're just tuning in, you're listening to One Soul Radio here on Unity Online Radio. We're talking about gratitude as medicine. We're just establishing a little bit about the concept of gratitude, and we're going to get into a little bit more deeply how to get in touch with gratitude and the different versions in which it comes. If you'd like to join the conversation, please call us at 816-251-3555. You can tell us what you're grateful for. You can tell us what you're not grateful for. You can tell us how you summon up gratitude or how you fail miserably at it. We're here to hear all of it. So I think I've probably been more obsessed with this piece of it as we've come to create the show, which is the difference between thinking gratitude and feeling gratitude Mm -hmm. because gratitude now it's trendy, Uh you know, right? I mean, it's definitely is. I mean, you know, when they sell gratitude journals at at (laughs) Staples, then it's become very (laughs) trendy. Actually reminded me, I, reminding me, I think I got one as a Hanukkah present from my mother one year, many moons ago. Uh-huh. And it was just this beautifully bound book with like empty pages in it, you know, and somebody made money on that and there somebody was go. given it as a gift, but go ahead. Well, yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, I made my daughter for Christmas, uh, a book about all the things that I was honoring her for mm, all beautiful. of her capacity and talents and uh, each page had a special picture beautiful. and each page page had a special word. And uh, she has kept that 
for 20 years. Beautiful. That's that's beautiful to, to be able to express it. So why don't we, um, all right, well, before we get to thinking and feeling gratitude and the difference, let's, we'll, we'll spend a little bit of time on the idea of expressing it. Do you think people are better at expressing it or receiving it? Wow. That's a big one. I don't know. It just, it just popped out. Just came No, out. it's, it's okay. I mean, it's worth a thought on this. Um, it was always easier for me to express it. Yeah. How about you? Um, <laughs> I'm laughing because I've had a few incidences lately where I haven't gotten thank yous and I've been very sensitive about it. I'm not proud of that. I'm just being honest because I shouldn't care, but I did. Um, but historically, just like compliments, I would say it's easier to dole out than it is to receive. But I've learned more about, um, and it's it's not that I, it's not that I haven't been able to take from certain people before I receive. Um, but I would say maybe now it's evened out. It probably was leaning more that one way growing up, you know, yeah. being able to give it out more. I would definitely say that it was hard for me to take it in. I was, I would often hide behind my gratitude. So I would give How do you people... do that? <laughs> really? What does that mean? That, I don't know. I just made it up. But um, <laughs> hiding behind gratitude is um, not really wanting people to look at me, mm. not really wanting people to assess me, uh, but making other people feel good. Oh, yes. I think yeah. I was highly trained in that growing up. Yeah, I was too, because we grew up similarly in a lot of ways. And when you can, um, which is not necessarily, I mean, there's a virtue inside of all this. But yeah, if you're going to make everything about somebody else, everything about sharing what you're grateful for and what's good about them and how they make you feel and honoring and honoring and honoring before you can give it to yourself, it's kind of that, you know, that heal or heal thyself concept, right? Where you put out things before you're actually ready to receive them yourself. Or you yeah, put out the it, things that you, you know, need to receive to fill yourself up. It took me a long time to be able to really feel good about myself and feel grateful about who I was in the world. Yeah. That was a, a, a long maturing process, like a fine wine. <laughs> and I finally got to it. I'm so uh, glad. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I am so glad that I got to it too. It made a huge difference in my life. It does. When you can turn it around towards yourself and be grateful for everything that you stand for. And that sort of tees up to a show we'll be doing in a few weeks about self-love and self-compassion. So it's a nice little, nice little tease there. Um, I want to talk about, let's go back to the idea of thinking versus feeling gratitude, because that's the piece that I think is the biggest when it comes to harnessing gratitude as medicine, as our show hopefully, um, does for our listeners today. There have been plenty of times when I've been on some spiritual retreat or in some campy folksy group somewhere. And they're like, okay, think about something you're grateful for and go. And in the moment I come up empty and I, then I get frustrated with myself because I'm someone who's capable of great gratitude and has plenty of things to be grateful for, but sometimes on command or sometimes when I feel like I need to be in that energy more because I'm not, you know, I'm feeling in a whole place, uh, I have a hard time. And you've actually taught me that one of the greatest ways, I don't even know if you know the depths to which this has really um, worked for me and resonated is when I've gone through hard times and it's hard to feel gratitude, which is when you need it most, because that is when you can heal yourself, you know, when you need the healing the most is to just simply celebrate the inner warrior princess, the, uh -huh. the patience, the constitution, the conviction, the, you know, the little girl who's in pain, whatever mushy gushy terminology we want to use, but just the recognition of, yeah, girl, you know what? It's been a hard ride and you've really made it and look how far you've come. And that in and of itself if there's nothing bigger and more grand I can get to in the moment, takes me there almost every time. And um, I didn't realize also how much we all need that, you know, that that's sort of, in some ways, I've learned now the baseline from which more gratitude can come, right? Because gratitude begets gratitude. 
Um, but it was just something that helped me get into the energy. So and when I make the distinction between thinking of it like, oh, I'm thankful for this, this, and this, and there's nothing wrong with that, or writing it in your gratitude journal, I often feel like it's not in our bodies. And so that's something I really want people um, to come out of um, the show today is just the the difference between the two, because I think that distinction is important. Do you agree? I like, I like that a lot, Callie. And it actually reminded me of a story um, where I started using gratitude in my practice, which was about 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I was working with a very famous actress and um, we had been working together for a couple of months. And one day I thought, well, why don't we work on gratitude and all the reasons that she really likes and loves herself. Mm -hmm. And I and I asked her to write down 25 things that she would like to honor about herself. And I sat and I sat and I sat and she started <laughs> crying. And in her tears, she said, there's nothing. And I was in a state of shock. Somebody who we all see on TV and, and the movies. And I was in a state of shock that she couldn't think of one thing mm. that she liked about herself. And so that began a whole series of work that we did together for the next number of months until she could actually put down 25 or more things that she really, and the word is felt, she really mm -hmm. felt true about in regards to herself. Beautiful. So that's how I, I it's cool that I just remembered that. Yeah, I love that story. It's yeah. beautiful. It's because it's amazing. There's also, you know, from the outside looking in people, it's it's so easy to uh, have, per, you know, pers perspectives and perceptions of people that, oh, look at her. She's got it all going on. Of course, she's got plenty of things to be grateful for. And then we always learn that cliche that those, you know, the, nobody knows what's going on inside anybody else's heart or anybody else's home. Um, but also that the things that we associate with, uh, contributors to being grateful are not necessarily the case. In fact, it's anything, but a lot of the time, isn't it? It's really true. Yeah. The other thing about gratefulness, which I know we're going to take up later in the show, but if you start keeping a gratitude journal, what begins happening is you spend your day as you're walking through your day looking at things you could be grateful about. So it pushes itself down the road and mm. it, it's, it starts adding, it, it adds up, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you start thinking, well, you know, I'm really grateful for that plant in front of my house, the one that I keep watering. Mm. And it's really doing beautifully. Well, I'm grateful for here to hear that bird every morning on the way to work. Well, I'm grateful for my dog or whatever it would be. But we start adding all these up and the whole life, your whole life can become a gratefulness. Mm. Just little things. So you've called it. It's the other expression I've heard you say a few times is, you know, you, you just string the pearls together, come up with right. just individual pearls and just string them together until the necklace starts to form. Right. Yeah. Yep. So I do that too on days if I'm having a particularly tough day. And, you know, I certainly know that, again, the ability of gratitude is within me, but it, I'm not feeling it. And I know that it would probably be a darn good idea to maybe get a little glimpse of it. I'll make sure that I um, stop, as my mother always um, <laughs> said to us as kids, like vis visualize the stop sign if you're in a, a spiral about, you know, negative stuff or things that are challenging for you. And just give yourself a breath and some space. And then I'll just take myself literally outside and just listen to the quiet or watch a snowflake or all these silly cliche things that sound like I'm talking about some um, Lifetime movie. And and it works, you know, and it could be the tiniest things. Often it's just to remember to pivot from whatever is inhabiting us in our days it's right. just remembering and make some space. It doesn't have to be some earth shattering, you know, huge thing where your whole body and heart are filled up with, you know, bowled over with the most magnificent feeling of gratitude. Although that's beautiful when that happens. But if we're talking about just trying to get into that space on a more regular basis, it could just be one little 
baby little little pearl, one pearl. And the opposite of that, you know, could be um, being grateful for something difficult that's happened. Thank you. I was just going to say that. Were Perfect you? Segue. Yeah, I was. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I I was remembering the fact that to be grateful for an illness seems pretty impossible. Mm. And so some of the people on listening in may have heard my story, but I was ill for three long years and um, very ill. And there was nothing for a year and a half that I felt grateful about. I felt angry about. Yeah. I felt frustrated about, I felt mad, mad, mad as in maddening. And um, <laughs> one day that I, w I woke up probably at three in the morning and I thought I have nothing left. My home that we built is gone. My practice is gone. My marriage is almost over. And what, is, what do I have left? And I realized that what I had left was the ability to love. I had the ability to love myself. I could still love others. I could have compassion. And that belonged to me. And nothing, not even that wretched illness, mm -hmm. could take it away from me. And so that night at 3 in the morning, which I, I cried discovering that, uh, that night was a big turning point, and that represented having a ladder out of my depression wow. and a ladder which took another year and a half, a ladder out of the illness, and yet it was a silver lining, and I became grateful for the illness because the illness taught me that as compassionate and as loving as I thought I was, I had become so much more, mm. so much deeper, so much wider, so much more poignant. And I had become a true, honorable lover to myself. Mm. That's so beautiful. That's uh, just when you think, you know, obviously I didn't know you then, but I can't imagine you having space to know love more deeply. That's a really hard mm -hmm. thing to for anybody who knows you. Um, and so that says a lot, you know, the idea that we can always go deeper, we can always dig deeper, we can always recognize things. So let's, I, I think this is a really important topic and I struggle with this. I, you know, I like talking about anything where I can learn <laughs> in, the, in the moment and indulge myself. Um, but really, I, I think that um, this idea of thanking difficult times is really important and having gratitude for challenges is something that feels superhuman when you're in the middle of it. Um, and I'm not sure I have anything helpful to say here, except that, you know, I can recognize in retrospect difficult things that were all perfectly appropriate and brought on by a higher version of myself that knew that I needed to learn some lessons or catalyze some attention towards some things. But when you're in the middle of it, like when you were in the middle of your illness, were there moments where you were feeling um, gratitude? Like, did you even know enough to feel grateful, even intellectually, if you weren't quite at the space where it was palpable? You know, I think what happened was I was so down. Yeah. That that down gave way that whatever that floor was of being so dejected, it actually gave way and it gave way into spirit. Mm. That right behind that was spirit. And in so many ways, right behind the worst things that we ever go through, spirit waits to catch us in its arms. It's not, not fun to get there, but it often happens. And also to create that sense of trust to know that that's going to happen when you're in your downward spin is not an easy thing. That sort of sounds like um, a lot of what people that are in recovery when they bottom out um, talk about, right. which is really having to get or dark night of the soul. I mean, all of us humans can relate in some way or another. 
Um, but that's a very deep and precious and uh, impressive version of finding gratitude during a dark time of despair. You know, I'm not sure how we're supposed to feel that when we're in the moment, when we're in the heat of it. And I didn't. Yeah. It was a whole year and a half of cursing. Yeah. <laughs> among, among other things. A year and a half of falling on my face. Yeah. And then this is kind of a gift. It was a gift that was given to me by my soul that if I got so vulnerable that I became, if it was the vulnerability beyond vulnerability, I would slip into spirituality and it would be there for me as a friend. Well, that's just not fair. <laughs> you don't want to go through what I went through. No, I, I guarantee don't. you, you don't. don't. Me or anyone else. <laughs> and I'm I'm so grateful that you have experienced that and you know what that feels like. But you know, um, the con the idea of, of of knowing that that kind of sense of grace is waiting for us is not something that we can you know easily know in the moment. Sort of not 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 our automatic reflex. So. Before we go to break, I can see that we have a caller or two that have just joined us, so we are looking forward to getting to you as soon as we get back from the break. We are talking about gratitude as good medicine. When we come back, we're also going to talk. Of, I'm going to have a heart meditation, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the idea of expressing and receiving gratitude. We will be right back. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to One Soul Radio with Steve Hassenberg and Kelly Alpert. Welcome back, everybody, to One Soul Radio here on Unity Online Radio. I'm Callie Alpert here with my dear friend and co-host, Steve Hassenberg. And we are talking about practicing gratitude as good, as good medicine, the idea of getting into the feeling and the energy of gratitude in little ways. We haven't even really talked about the major magnificent ways. Uh, just to kind of build on that and create a reserve of good energy that can help you bring more joy into your day, more healing into your body. So I see we have a caller. Let me see if we can get them on the line. Caller, are you here? I am here. Can you hear me? Hi, we can hear you. May we have your name and where you're calling from, please? Uh, yes, my name is Paul, and I'm calling from San Diego. Hi, welcome, Paul. Do you have a question or a comment, something you'd like to share about gratitude? Yeah, I do. First of all, um, I'm really grateful for this podcast. It's it's really oh. wonderful. And um, I'm grateful for you guys uh, differentiating the state of gratitude uh, from, you know, somebody that are just grateful for many things, but, you know, they can be overshadowed and they never get to the state of gratitude. Mm. And loved what you said about celebrating the inner warrior as as a way to deal with uh, when we're not gr grateful. And what else? You know, uh, the gratitude journal was great as well. So the thing that the question I have is, um, Stephen, you spent a significant amount of time, I can't remember what you said, one, two, three years, where you were just really caught up in an illness. And, um, you know, eventually, eventually it worked out and you realized what was left was the ability to love. And, you know, that's wonderful. That's fantastic. But it took, took a significant amount of time for that to unfold. So the question is, what can you say to people that, um, are overwhelmed with whatever, an illness, a death, whatever, um, and that really want to heal, but they're just totally overwhelmed 
and won't even think of inner warrior, gratitude journal, or anything like that. How do you catalyze? Can you catalyze healing? Great question, Paul. Beautiful question. Thank you. I'll give it a shot. So um, <laughs> when I'm working um, in my office with people who or in the middle of illnesses, whether they're cancers, uh, Epstein-Barr virus, uh, uh, fibromyalgia, things like that. Um, the first thing that we always do is we always um, open ourselves and honor what's real. And um, what's real often is anger. What's real often is frustration. What's real can be uh, debilitating fatigue. Uh, what's real could be uh, rage, um, nausea, all these things. And so we always want to give um, honor. I know it may sound like a strange word, but we want to honor um, <clears throat> what is. We used that word before. Byron Katie uses that word a lot to make friends with what's what's happening and by doing that not imagine that it should be something else uh, we often negotiate these things i negotiated every day when i woke up in the morning i negotiated being better now i don't think there's anything wrong with that but it was part of my my imaginary or fantasy life to think of myself as being better. And then every day when I didn't get better and every month when I stayed the same, it would make me more frustrated. So step one is that recognition of what is. Mm. Step two, did you want to say anything, Callie? I just want to, um, I, I want to hear you. Um, but I, I just think that that's such an important point to really underscore is to recognize what is, and that often the parts that feel the most unpleasant and that are in the, the biggest obstacles to gratitude are actually the biggest opportunities to work with on the road to gratitude. So I just wanted to underscore what you said. Yeah. So another, a good step too would be kind of determining what areas in my life uh, am I frightened uh, about because of what I'm going through? Uh, what's, where's the fear? And then we start working on fears. And there are wonderful ways to work on fears, which I'm not going to go into now. But again, it has to do with running, not running from them, but gently walking toward them and getting to know what they're about, why they're there, how they're serving us. And then if we start uh, using those fears uh, by understanding and insight, then we start opening up to the whys of the illness. So that's kind of a short synopsis of what I would do. Mm. Beautiful. Does that resonate for you, Paul? Does it make yeah, no, makes absolutely, makes it makes sense. But for the impatient person. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody said gratitude comes easily, lightly, or swiftly. Nobody, nobody said that. Person. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. I mean, I think the recognition is, is um, what needs to be, and um, then to deal where it comes from, and that's, you know, how eventually it it gets released and you get to the place where you got to, Stephen, where you realize the only thing that was left was the ability to love. And mm -hmm. when you get to that place, um, it's a wonderful, wonderful place. So thank you. Thank you very much. Of course. Glad that you called. Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you for joining us and for listening. We really appreciate it. Me too. I think the other thing that's coming to mind as listening to um, that exchange is the idea of humility around the things that might preclude gratitude, to have humility around the challenges and the stressors and the anxiety and the ways that we're being stretched so that, you know, and to honor the fact that it's okay not to feel grateful 
on a certain day, especially again, now we're in such a culture of gratitude and gratitude. And certainly it is a sacred and important thing, but it's fine not to feel it 24 seven. And so the more simpleton version of what you just described in my little earthly mind is that at least, um, that it's, that it's important to be okay with not feeling it and then to owning and honoring and embracing the parts that are in our way between, right? Yeah. So shall we do a little, in in, in the name of um, the state of gratitude as opposed to thinking gratitude, shall we do a little heart meditation? Sure. Just a short, shorty? How short would you like it? Um... You whatever you use your instincts, whatever you I, think. I, vol- I volunteered to do a meditation, and it's one that I like a whole lot. It comes from Heart Math. Heart Math is a book you can get on Amazon. But about 20 years ago, I was working with the people who developed this meditation, and uh, they hooked me up on an electrocardiograph machine, and that's a machine that registers your. Yeah, the firing that's going on in the in the heart. And um, I watched this um, machine from the time I started the meditation till I ended it. And it was a phenomenal shift that took place. And so for the first couple of minutes before I started this breathing that I'm going to teach you, the neurons in my heart were fo- were firing randomly. And the very moment I started doing a gratitude breathing into my heart, the neurons all fired coherently. They all fired together. And they remained firing together till I ended the experience. And so what this means is that um, the, the pulse of the body, which is controlled by the heart, is also going into coherence when you practice this. And the pulse is a living language. Uh, The pulse actually communicates with every cell and every organ in the body. And so what you're doing basically is you're transmitting coherence from the breathing and the gratitude into every cell of your body. So that's Mm. what we're looking forward to. Love that. And I love that setup because it helps remind us that there is something um, actually happening physiologically and energetically. So go for it. I love it. Okay. So now we're going to, Callie's going to do this with us. And so we're going to close our eyes, take a few deep breaths, and we're going to put our right hand on our heart. And we're going to imagine breathing in one nice long breath four slow counts into the heart, into the hand, into the heart. And then the out breath is going to be uh, as if you were blowing down a long straw through your mouth. The out breath is going to be down the body, out the bottom of the feet. In breath is going to be one nice long breath, four slow counts into the hand and into the cells of the heart. And we're going to do this for just about a minute. One nice long breath, four slow counts inward. Out breath as if you were blowing down a straw. life they feel very grateful about and we're going to breathe the feeling of gratitude of what you're grateful about into the hand and into the heart same breath count feeling of gratitude on the in breath out breath down the body out the bottom of the feet and we're going to do this for a couple of minutes
keeping your eyes closed, allowing yourself to feel your body, letting the gratitude fill your chest, up to your, through your neck into your head, down your shoulders into your arms and your hands, down your stomach into your legs and your feet. Let yourself be completely filled with gratitude and allow yourself to surrender into that feeling. And when you're at home, you can stay in this place and have a beautiful meditation. For you can feel the difference now between when you started and just three minutes later, how you feel now, creating greater coherence in the mind, the body, and the physiology. And so take a few seconds now and then slowly open your eyes. And so at uh, 48 minutes or so, 46 minutes after the hour, you could put on that gratitude meditation and you could use that whenever you'd like, once a day, twice a day. It's wonderful if you're under stress to just close the eyes and go into that for a few minutes. We'll find out how Callie feels. And, Who? Uh, huh? <laughs> Who? <laughs> um, th first of all, thank you for that. That's beautiful. And it's also, it is the kind of thing you could put in your back pocket and take wherever, you know, and you go with you. Um, I, uh, it, it helped me to recognize, first of all, how important constant practice is. As someone who practices a lot, you know, has my daily practice that I'm very loyal to, I've still been really overtaken with a lot of stressors in the last like few weeks. A lot of stuff's caught up to me. It just hasn't been a pretty few weeks for me in the stress management area. And I hold a lot of my stress in my heart area, my heart chakra. And so even just to be reminded, oh, stop for a minute and shift against shift the thought shift the energy remember that this kind of thing can be very simple and um, become a visceral state you know energetic experience with coherence involved is um, is really great I think half of the challenge is just remembering that it's right. possible and remembering right. to get into your heart energy right. instead of you know and quieting your mind it all sounds you know again this, I, I hear myself saying these things it all sounds so cliche at the, you know these days but not um, to me Right. Thank you. You're my you're, you're my best audience. You're my best audience of one. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's all our listeners. I'm not talking right. about them. Um, so anyway, thank you for that. I think yeah. it's um, really great, and I hope that and um, our listeners are have benefited from that. I think it's a nice reminder. Um, we we alluded to this a little bit earlier. The idea of the sort of circle, the cyclical nature of gratitude and of thanks, of expressing it and receiving it, and how interesting it is how it's easier for us to do one or the other. Most of us, the um, equilibrium lacks often. And so I just wanted to note that, you know, I think that, uh, I know, this is what's coming to me right now. I think for a really long time when people said thank you to me or express gratitude, I did not say you're welcome. And I remember reading something somewhere, I don't even, I have no idea what it was, about how the welcome, your welcome puts the period at the end of the sentence of the circle of it, the exchange of it. It that's acknowledges, lovely. rather than um, minimizing the part that I played in it, at least that's what I kind of recall this was about. Um, and so I've only started saying you're welcome really consciously in the last like probably 
very few years. Just uh-huh. remembering that now. I noticed you said it to me the other day. It's been um, it's been a conscious uh, decision because I guess uh, I don't know, and it's just for whatever it was that I read, and that it completes the energy of it. Have you ever um, thought about it before? Uh, I I I feel the same way that I haven't said you're welcome either mm. until recently. We probably started on the same day. <laughs> we probably did knowing All our right. our rhythm. Yeah. I found this quote from Rumi that I would love to read. Oh yeah, please. I love love can, Rumi. Love can some we Rumi. do a Rumi quote? It's yes. two two sentences. Yes, please. And then we'll get to our action steps to round Be out great. our show today. You'll love this. You haven't heard this. Be grateful for your life, every detail of it, and your face will come to shine like a sun. And everyone who sees it will be made glad and peaceful. Persist in gratitude, and you will slowly become one with the sun of love, and love will shine through you in all its healing joy. That's so beautiful. Thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, that's a fresh one. That's some new material you pulled out there. Yeah, I did. that one. That's really (laughs) nice. That's beautiful. Thank you for that. Yeah, it's true. If you smile, if you're walking by something in in, in the middle of your day and you have a nice feeling or an exchange with a, you know, whatever, a dog or a baby or a tree or something that just warms your heart, and then you walk to the next person, you're smiling because you're feeling grateful for that moment. It's amazing how it ripples out and how you can feel yourself lit up. It's really magical how that happens. Yeah, they've studied the physiology of it, mm. and you actually are lit up. It's amazing. Oh, you mean like a little... Uh-huh. Right? Your, your biochemistry changes when you smile. Mm-hmm. It's so Dopamine. great to be reminded yeah. Dopamine flows through your bloodstream. You know what? Keep talking, pusher. If you could, but if you could bottle all those, you know, the this, all those um, mind chemicals and send me some bottles of it, I would drink it for breakfast. I've got it. Thank it's you. yours. I'd FedEx it. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so let's get to our action steps as we wrap up our gratitude show today. Um, first one, we kind of alluded to the idea of a gratitude journal. This is gratitude, gratitude inventory, right? So it doesn't have to come in any particular form. It's just the idea of noticing things that you're grateful for. Uh, you can have yourself a notebook, you could record it on your phone. You could tell a friend, it doesn't really matter. It's the idea of, as we've been talking about in the last few minutes, uh, recognizing and giving it more energy and more life when those, um, when those moments happen. Right. Yep. I love the gratitude inventory. This. Yeah. Well, I've done some of them. I've done some of them and they build on each other. So if you do it for a month every day, you really get into a very cool mood. It's even possible to wake up happy. Really? <laughs> you mean there's a right side of the bed? Okay. Yeah, I you, think so. you can really do it. I just learned something. <laughs> uh, I just, you know, I just, I just play a grouch on TV sometimes. Um, so gratitude inventory. The second one is the practice of noticing and taking in the state of gratitude. So when you feel a moment of something that touches your heart, just notice it, give it a moment, give it some life, breathe it into your body, um, breathe it out of your body, breathe in the gratitude. I often have this image in my head when I'm in these states of, I joke about the bottling it because it's an expression I use a lot, but um, of really actually taking it and quantifying it in some way and and putting it in my reserve tank, you know, as if it's some fairy dust that I can pull out at another time. But it just, it grows that energy. Again, like a little bit of it begets more and more and more. Yeah, I call it the savoring exercise. Mm. And we savor a moment and instead of rushing we really usually rush through our moments instead of savoring them. And if you give over and savor it and surrender to it, then spirit can talk to you. 
we'll do another show on spirit talking. What would spirit say? Because I'd like to know a little more about that. What would spirit say to you? Well, you'd have to listen closely. <laughs> I don't know what it would, it would say <laughs> just, something individual to each person. <laughs> just playing. I'm just playing with you. I know it's a very loaded question to put on you in the remaining two minutes of our show. So that was not fair of me. I, I'm sorry. I enjoyed it. Um, and then finally, um, gratitude, the, honoring the gratitude domino effect. Pick somebody that you know, somebody, a close friend or someone who's not close to you and share a kind sentiment with them. Write them a hello. Um, tell them how they touched you. Follow up with the customer service person who helped you at the car dealership, whatever it is. Um, you know, tip somebody in the restaurant a little bit more and write them a little note on the bill, something that just expresses the sentiment and imagine how that ripples out in ways that you can't imagine. And the beauty is that you never really know. Right. Um, I'll tell a very, very uh, quick story about, um, actually there's a few, which, which we don't have time for. Um, my sister and I once played with the idea of a conceptual art project called Say It Now. And it was probably based on something that happened that was uh, maybe where we lost somebody and somebody or somebody was talking about unsaid sentiment. Um, and we started to share it with our friends, like just telling people unsolicited how they moved our lives, how they impacted us, what they've done to to help um, enrich our lives and that we just simply wanted to share it. And now we ask you to go do it to the next person. So you never really know how it lands, but the ripples happen. And, um, and it's a really beautiful exercise because it benefits the person doing it, giving it, and the person who's receiving it. Um, so with that, our action steps, again, for the idea of harnessing gratitude as medicine is keep an inventory in whatever way you like, speak it, write it, notice it, um, practice breathing gratitude in and savoring it, doing a savoring exercise, as Steve refers to it. And the gratitude domino effect, pick somebody in your life somebody that you know, somebody that you don't know, and just express a simple gesture of thanks. I love that one. That might be my favorite one. Yeah, it's a beautiful so one. nice, right? Very, very heartfelt when you do it. You're giving something away and you're receiving a whole lot. Yeah, it's just, and the magic of not exactly knowing and concretizing it to me is really powerful, yeah. the amorphous nature of it. So with that, we want to thank everybody for joining us. We are grateful for you as our listeners. I am grateful for you, Steve Hassenberg, deeply. I am grateful for you, Kelly Albert. Thank you. And if you'd like to find out more about us, um, you can look at um, One Soul Radio on Instagram, One Soul Radio Podcast on Facebook. We are here in podcast form on Unity Online Radio for posterity. And next week, Big Eye and Little Eye divine version of us and the earthly version of us join us thank you thank you for listening this is unity online radio the voice of an awakening world